Well, now we know things are getting worse. They're not better. The signs of an economic collapse are all around us. So the smart thing to do is to prepare for more shortages and more breakdowns. The events of the last 24 hours have certainly taught us that because we know what's coming. One way to prepare for your family, that's a way that I endorse, is investing in long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. They are the nation's largest preparedness company and they have millions of well-prepared customers who depend on their food. It will get you through whatever's ahead. Act today and save $50 on a four-week emergency food kit. The meals in this four-week kit provide over 2,000 calories per day to give you the physical energy you need for survival. Be sure to get one kit for each person in your family. One other way you can do it, grab one, throw it in the back of your trunk. It's there, it's for peace of mind. Go to preparewithposo.com and get $50 off each kit today. When the next crisis hits, you'll be glad you made this decision. Preparewithposo.com. Go there today. Take action. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. This is an auspicious day. War has begun on the European continent. The question that allies before us is how big does this war get? Does this remain between Russia and Ukraine or does it spill out, does it escalate? There are many people involved in this. One of them is Vladimir Putin, obviously. And we condemn his actions completely. But let's send a message to him. This is the United States of America. This is our home. We live here. And any threats to our land or our people will be met with with swift and terrible force, the likes of which Moscow has never seen. Any threat to the American homeland and we will raise Moscow to the ground, period. All this more ahead, Human Events Daily. So here's where we're at. The war has begun. I remember 2003 when the war began between the United States and Iraq and tanks were rolling in. We never knew that 20 years later, it would lead to where it led. We didn't know at the time that it would lead to the rise of ISIS, completely failed state. And so right now, there's a lot of uncertainty. And right now, there's a lot of anger, there's emotion, there's trepidation. Nobody's really sure what happens next. Nobody's sure what comes next. But one thing is for sure, history doesn't end just because you want it to. The war, I wrote this yesterday, I'm gonna read it. The real world is always there, no matter how hard you try to deny it. Reality exists, human nature exists, history exists. Learn or fail. Learn or fail. Learn your history. Prepare before it happens, not after. How many times do I keep saying that? There are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen. President Biden tried to wag the dog. He went and poked the bear, and he kept poking and poking and poking. And now we don't condone anything that Vladimir Putin has done. We condemn it, obviously. This is terrible. It's horrific. 
and what's happening to the people of Ukraine is criminal. But we're not going to lie about how we got here. We're not going to obfuscate. We're going to talk about Uranium One and the deals with the Clinton Foundation, the donations that went there. We're going to talk about Burisma. We're going to talk about all the deals, the dirty deals that were coming out for Hunter Biden. We had that laptop. We had the laptop in 2020. And I came out every single day and I said, Jake Taper, CNN, Maggie Haberman, New York Times, whoever, whoever wants a copy of it, please come and look at this. Please do something about this corruption. But you didn't care. You just went on like US hegemony and US power was never gonna go away. Like history didn't matter. That it didn't matter that you were screwing around on the front porch, the front yard of the strongest nuclear power in the world. More nuclear warheads than the United States has. That's how we got here. Expanding NATO, expanding, 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 bombing countries all over the world, regime change operations from Iraq to Syria, failed regime change operation in Syria, to Ukraine in 2014 with the Maidan revolution that the US supported under President Obama the last time that Biden was in the White House when he was Vice President Biden, Victoria Nuland, Jonathan Feiner, Jake Sullivan. How many times have I told you about these people? They are dangerous people. They are toying around with things that they don't understand. Look, President Obama told us this about Joe Biden. He said, do not underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. That's a quote from President Obama. That's not Jack Posobiec. That's not any of us. So where are we at? Now nuclear war is on the table. That's what Vladimir Putin said last night. He said, any threat from the outside to intervene will be met with, with force such as you've never seen. You know what that means. That means nuclear-tipped submarines are going to be within range of US cities. All right, I'm not going to sugarcoat any of this. Long-range strategic bombers, I guarantee you, they're already prepared, all of it. But because our intelligence community lied to us for years and years and years and exacerbated tensions about a false Russiagate scenario that never existed, they were the boy who cried wolf. We had four years of peace. We had four years of peace and prosperity, an energy policy that worked and was making sense. We had US energy independence and we were achieving US energy dominance. We had a guy in the White House who at the time said, we should be making deals with these people. We should be coming to agreements. We should be trying to find ways to work together instead of escalating tensions and ratcheting up military power. Now you can argue all day long whether or not you think NATO is an offensive force or a defensive force. But did you ever stop to consider how the guy on the other side of the table might look at it? How they might view it as a threat? how they would view our armies being placed on the land of Ukraine. 
through the lens of their history. We look at everything through our lens. And this is the stupidest, most arrogant hubris that we have in the United States and in the West writ large. We look at everything through the lens of our experiences and our backgrounds. We walk around saying things like, men can become women and women can become men. None of that's true. So a lot of things are gonna happen now. A lot of things that are very inevitable are just going to happen. And that's just the way it is. Taiwan is next. I once said that I thought Taiwan would go the slow process. I thought the CCP would go the slow process with Taiwan. Well, the bar has now been raised. Everything has been changed. The lead domino has fallen. US hegemony is over. Taiwan will be taken within the next couple of weeks. Nothing changes. Why wouldn't they? Why would it not happen? Why would Xi Jinping not do this? And I said again and again, this is these Olympics were Xi Jinping's coronation ceremony. So now you've got an unholy alliance. You've got Russia and China together. Great job. Great job, US foreign policy elites. Driving Russia and China together, two countries that should be natural rivals. You drove them together by choice. You drove them together by policy. Kissinger understood this. Separate them. Pit them against each other. Pit them against each other for resources, raw materials, on the Eurasian landmass. Use India in between. But where do we see this? Pakistan. Where was Pakistan last night? Imran Khan, the prime minister of Pakistan, flew to Moscow to be with Putin, be with him during the attack of Ukraine. He understands which way the wind is blowing. This is Mackinder. This is Mearsheimer. This is Huntington. The clash of the civilizations. The heartland theory of the world islands. This is Eurasianism. Understand this. Russia has decided to turn east. They're done with Brussels. They're done with Washington. They're done with the Atlanticists. They're not talking anymore. It's over. This 30-year project of trying to bring the whole world together, the Kumbaya, United Nations, world trade, whatever, it's done. Pieces of paper were never going to keep you safe. And so think about all of the idiots for all these years who are telling us again and again that, oh, pieces of paper are gonna keep us safe. This agreement, that agreement, we've got the ASEAN agreement, we've got SALT treaties, we've got this treaty, that treaty. It was always a joke. It was always a joke. So the question is coming up and how do we respond and how do we respond effectively? I think there's two tracks that need to be focused on right now. Number one, obviously, the main thing we need to do is start levying sanctions, deeply powerful economic sanctions directly on the Russian elite. Go after all the oligarchs that are right around Putin, sanction them directly. Any oligarchs that are here in the United States, sanction them as well. Their families, the rest of it. Don't let them travel, don't let them take money. The whole nine yards, do that. Next, you have to go to the CCP. You have to go to Xi Jinping, sanction them. Look, we don't know if Xi gave the green light to this. But we do know that China has now said 
they will not sanction or participate in sanctions on Russia. So do you understand where this is going? China and Russia are trying to set up a new economic system and a new world that is completely separate from the international system or the Western backed system. They are trying to create that this is everything we've talked about. This is one belt, one road. This is the Belt and Road Initiative. This is the devaluation of the dollar. They struck, they waited. Russia waited until America was at its weakest point. Divided at home, protests, disruptions, riots, crackdowns in Ottawa, right, right in the West. And they tipped the domino. The CCP is essentially, they're, if they're not bankrolling it right now, they're going to be the ones who are bankrolling it, right? So even if they didn't give the green light, they are standing with them. That means they are going to continue. And why is this? Because China needs Russian oil and Russian national gas. They're going to continue building that pipeline across Mongolia, all the way across Siberia. They are going to link everything up in the Far East. They're going to link the far, Russian Far East to Northeast China. What's Northeast China? That's Beijing. That's Tianjin. That's your industrial center. That used to be called Manchuria, that whole region. Sanction the CCP. Go after them. Get rid of most favored nation status. Do that right now. That's number one. And do that last night. Don't be asleep. And by the way, to all the people who claim that Russiagate was real and did everything they could to drive a wedge between what President Trump and conservatives were trying to do throughout those four years to make America strong again, to make our military strong again, to make our economy strong again and prosperous. And for all of you who said that we need to go back down this neoliberal road, that we need to expand NATO for no reason. This is on you. This is on all of you. But back to the matter at hand. The matter at hand is this. It all boils down to energy and it boils down to energy policy. We outsourced our energy policy to a 16-year-old Swedish girl named Greta Thunberg. And we said, we're not gonna do fracking anymore. We're not gonna do the Keystone XL pipeline. We're not gonna have drilling and leasing permits in the United States, done. Do them right now. Immediate moratorium on all of that. Rebuild the Keystone XL pipeline or connect it. Continue fracking, expand fracking, the Permian Basin, Marcellus Shale. Go after all of it. Go after every single bit of it here in the United States. Drive the price of oil down as far as you possibly can and do it immediately. The only way that Russia is able to continue these operations is through having a high cost of oil. If you do that today, oil operates on what? The futures market. You drive it down and then you drive down the ruble. Russian economy is already tanking. They know they're going into wartime economy. And we're getting reports, we're seeing videos that protests are breaking out in the streets of St. Petersburg and potentially even in the streets of Moscow. And something that I've heard is that the Russian people, the Belarusian people, the regular people, the young people, they don't want this. They don't want anything to do with this. They don't want war. They don't want all of these things to be coming back around again. War is for the elites. The old men send young men to die. None of these old men are gonna be hit by this. It's the young soldiers. They're gonna be the ones who die. The civilians in the middle, they're gonna be the ones who die. The people whose lives will be ended by this. They're the ones who are going to be affected. So God bless 
the protesters. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that every single one of those protesters in St. Petersburg or Moscow or wherever you are in Russia, you're going to be rounded up. You'll be arrested. But you're out there anyway, protesting this illegal action, as you should. That's the right side of history. But at the same time, we also have to understand that the fourth turning is real. We're now in it. History doesn't end just because you want it to end. Weak men create hard times. So you step back and you look at the United States, you look at the West. What have we been doing? We've been chasing our tail for years. One of the policies or, or statements I, you know, I, I use on the show sometimes is, other countries play to win and we just play. We've been playing games. Did you think when they brought these crazy TikTok influencers into the White House under this president, they wouldn't, they wouldn't see that? Did you not see what kind of message that would send to the folks in that part of the world? They don't care about pieces of paper in that part of the world. They care about energy and they care about resources and they care about strength. The best way to secure peace is through strength. Stay strong and you will be safe. And I thank God, I thank God right now that my family, the immediate members of my family at least, are here in the United States and that we are two oceans away from the rest of the world, that we are safe. But I do say this again, any of those submarines, strategic bombers, anything that's out there, you threaten a single American city and that's the end. That's the end right there, and it has to be that way. That's what's called mutually assured destruction. We need to get serious again. You need to get serious. You gotta wake up. You gotta stop the corrupt games. You've gotta arrest the perpetrators of that corruption. All the people who were getting rich off of this for years, all of the defense contractors and the people who are making money downstream of that, Burisma donating to the Atlantic Council. The corrupt oligarchs and the corrupt elites in the United States made a deal. They made a deal. And they've been making money while they drove Ukraine and Russia further and further and further apart diplomatically and closer and closer and closer to this. You just can't keep ratcheting up tensions and thinking you're not going to get a response. You can't go around the world blowing up countries and changing regimes and thinking that you're building some kind of goodwill with the nations of the world. It doesn't work that way. It never did. This is a crisis of stupidity. It really is. It's greed, arrogance, hubris. All of these things are happening because the world forgot God. That's something that Solzhenitsyn once said. This happened because we forgot God. That always struck me. I don't want to go back to that world. My family's from Poland. And the one thing I always say about Poland, great country, terrible neighbors. Because at one point, Russia's going to come in, and then at another point, Germany's going to come in. And it's been going on like this for hundreds of years for Poland. So our family, when you look at our history, we know what it's like 
to get caught in the middle. And that's why my ancestors left. They got out. They said, we don't want to be here anymore because we know how it goes. You go back and forth and back and forth. History doesn't end. It's really as simple as that. But folks, hold fast to what you can control. Pray, grieve, go to church. Focus on the things that you can control today. We are the United States. There are two oceans between us and the rest of the world. It's time to rebuild our country. Focus on the problems here at home. Shut down the borders. Militarize them if need be. Get our country in order. Get our house under control. Get our cities under control. End the violence and the divisions. No matter what it takes. But I guarantee you this, our corrupt elites are so stupid and so corrupt, they want World War III. I don't want that. Do you? Do you want that for your children? Do you want that for yourselves? Not interested. I hope that you're not too. So where are we at, folks? I'll tell you where we're at. This is the United States of America. We are the American people. We stand for freedom. But more importantly, we must do what we can to protect who we can and what we can. Focus on what you can control. Control our borders to the north, to the south, and to the seas. Defend this home. Defend our land. This is going to be a troubling time. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There are some things that are just going to happen now. But you have to focus on what you can control. Put your faith in God. Put your faith in one another. Understand that we do live in a real world. Monsters are real. Evil is real. Greed, Aravis, all of these things are real. All the map breaks we've done, all the history breaks, that was to prepare you for this moment. We were doing everything we could to get you ready. The moment's now here. No more talk. There's no more, oh, the fourth turning might come. No, it's here. You're in it. You're in the spiral. Remember your training. Remember that you are prepared. Remember what you've learned and remember to always go with God. Thank you so much for joining us today. Human Events Daily. Share this out with anyone you like and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it, of course. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, I have my permission to lay a Well, it's a new year. Resolve to live in comfort and style and celebration of the United States of America and celebration of your masculinity. How can you do all of that, you ask? It's simple. Cause your overpriced impractical man panties and get yourself a drawer full of Undertech, the only boxers that I endorse. They have to be the greatest boxers ever made because they cover all the bases. A quick release fly for a quick draw, secret pocket for the extra ride waistband for cash or your tactical necessities. The material's antibacterial, anti-pilling and moisture wicking. So I stay fresh and dry all day and so can you. Undertack is durable, fade resistant, shrink resistant, ultra lightweight, and almost 30% less than the competition. Part of the reason why they're so amazing is that they've literally been battle tested by special forces. 
Undertack is the only brand that is unapologetically pro-America, pro-military, and pro-Second Amendment. Go to getundertack.com. That's getundertack.com right now. Save 20% off your order if you use the offer code POSO20. That's POSO20. So on top of being the superior product, for 30% less, you can save an additional 20%. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. That's getundertack.com. Offer code POSO20.